1: Power Women Podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in.
0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women Podcast. I'm Sam Walker. She is Simone Roche. We are back with you as we are every single Monday to talk about life and work and pretty much everything in between. And it's just, do you know what it feels like? A bit for me, Simone is a, another week. How's that happened? How are we a week on from the last time we spoke? And I've just been sitting in my home office working. <laughs> it's just crazy.
2: Everything's flying by. It is. I can't believe it. We're nearly into March. I mean, the exciting thing, though, we're going to find some excitement is we are only two weeks away from MPW Live and the Awards, which I'm very, very excited about, especially at the the fact that we've got almost 800 people attending. Wow. I, I know, I know. That's an awful lot of bandwidth, people. So, um, but yeah, really excited about that. Really excited of that engagement. It's important to celebrate. So really sort of excited about that. But then on the other side, oh gosh, I'm massively depressed. The fact that, is it 2 million people have been unemployed in the, for the last six months? Terrific. That is a really...
0: Really significant stat, isn't it? Two million people have been unemployed for at least six months. And thinking a lot about the, the impact this pandemic is having on all of us, it just seems a divide between the have and have nots is getting wider and wider and wider. I am spectacularly lucky in that I have got work and I've got actually more work than I think I've ever had. That's having its own challenges and working from home. As I've said to you last week, when I can start work, if I wake up at six and five in the morning, I'm, I'm at my desk within 10 minutes and I can easily be at my desk at 11 at night because I'll just pop up for an hour after dinner, you know, and all of this. So I'm super aware that I'm very lucky, but it also means that work and life balance is kind of disappearing so you've got people on one side who are struggling to find work people on the other side who are struggling to balance their lives and then our children in all of this that a lot of us who have kids are trying to homeschool or trying to kind of balance children's mental health around things like being able to see their friends and having any sort of social interaction that isn't on screens and I just wanted to share with you this week, one of my daughters, my eldest daughter, had to go back into school. She has been remote learning since October last year. And she had to go back into school because they have a a middle school, as it's called here in the States, a middle school eye and hearing test. Okay, and it's kind of a state run thing. They need to get all the statistics. So she had to go into school to have this test. She reacted in a way I was really surprised about really didn't want to go in was obviously having a lot of anxiety I don't want to see people I don't want to see people I was like but you talk to your friends all the time yeah but I don't want them to see me and it was like she'd forgotten how to interact with somebody on a face-to-face level because she hasn't seen any friends since October she sees them on screen every day but not in real life
2: Oh, that's heartbreaking That and that is what this is the pandemic of loneliness almost yeah so we're we've never been so together under our our roofs we talked about this last week didn't we you know mm, I talk about yeah, me and Northern yeah. Power Man being on on the on the couch together but sometimes not together because you you're working or or, or whatever and I think every day people are really feeling this lack of something in their lives we've talked about thinking it was power haven't we in the past mm-hmm. that you know the power has been taken of the power of choice but we're all desperate for a hug you know we, it's another mother's day coming up soon and you just say oh just want a hug yeah. you know I had I had actually had my um my vaccine last week I couldn't wow. believe it I know because I, I don't necessarily fall into that age bracket but I got a text from a GP on Thursday morning and within two hours I was having the jab. So it was really kind of, I don't know whether, apart from having a bit of a dead arm, it's, you know, it's, it's, been absolutely fine but i think it's because i'm almost as a carer for rob um and i think that's that's how it's it's happened but i think we need to reach out to people don't we we need to not be lonely even when we've got people around us and i think there's something in the power of a a phone call a letter a text you know there's a something in there you know because um I got showed a statistic um, this week, which is loneliness has the same impact on mortality as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, making it more dangerous than obesity. So reach out, reach out to someone Mm. because this all circles back to our mental health, to our wellness to our you just talked about work-life balance i think it's a work-life blend i think now um so i think now more than ever is why you know we have to connect we're passionate aren't we we talk about connecting and community so let's let's just try um this week today this minute now and and just keep keep connected because loneliness that is a that's a terrifying stat that it really is and you
0: know it's it's always difficult to talk about things like this and we can kind of wave around statistics that sometimes you know are shocking like two million people haven't worked for six months or that loneliness has the same impact as smoking but when we actually think about this as people then you start to realise the impact. You know, this isn't just numbers. This is actual people, mums and dads and brothers and sisters and husbands and wives and people who are loved and who do love. And I think... This is really difficult to talk about, but there was a a statistic that came out of Japan last week. And Japan is very, very hot on reporting any sort of mental health issues within their population. And they actually release monthly suicide figures because they are, as I said, very, very keen on sort of raising a flag if they see any issue and any change. And during the pandemic, the rate of suicide amongst men has actually fallen. But for women, it's gone up 15% that i found extraordinary and i know that you were actually we were talking weren't we you were listening to Vanessa Feltz who was on radio 2 last week talking covering Jeremy Vine and again they were talking about the impact of the pandemic on women and it has it is something we've talked about a lot on this podcast but it is really just a case of saying in these disconnected times, all we can do is try and reach out to as many people as we can, because there are so many people. That person you don't think is struggling could really be struggling. And I think as our kids start to go back to school, we're going to face issues, as I saw with my daughter this week, that she didn't want to physically be around people because it's something she hasn't done for four months. And there is going to be more challenges before it gets easier. And we just need to check in with each other, don't
2: we? Well, you know, it's that whole return to work, isn't it? When you return to work after maternity, or after a career break, or after whatever it may be, a sabbatical, you have to kind of be um, that induction back into work. Then, so we have to be kind to each other. We have to make sure that our our young ones going back into education or back into you know wherever they're going back into that we've got they've got to be we've got to you know really kind of make sure that they're. um, They're being inducted on both ends, both in the education, you know, establishment, but also at home. Because as they go back into education, your routine changes again. You're still at home but your routine changes, you're probably gonna end up doing more work. So the, yeah. the domino of all of this is so huge. And I think all we can do is, I feel like we, we've we been operating in sort of 12-week cycles. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I do, and it's funny, today is the is the our finale of our 12-week virtual mentoring program. We've got a, a connection event later today and we're, we, we've asked people to kind of share their experiences and stuff. But I feel like you can't go any farther than 12 weeks at at the moment because you just don't know mm. uh, and I think we've got to take it in these bite-sized chunks I think but the you know we need to we're, we're trying to deal with so much here mental health loneliness suicide this is not you know sort of light issues here inequalities in the workplace homeschooling you know responsibilities for caring and you know it's absolutely different. and one of the another this is the, uh, the show of statistics this week isn't it but on the that Vanessa Felt show last week talked about when asked who takes responsibility for childcare, fifty eight percent of women said it was them, but only twenty three percent of the male Caregiver mm. said that they took responsibility. That's again a mm. massive disparity, and again, highlighting um, notwithstanding all the challenges around childcare um, and care of responsibility, just it's something else that is just swayed, isn't it? It's swayed um, why, you know why that that worry about we don't want to go back to a normal. That's why we did our report last year, the leveling up yes. report, powering on. Mm. We don't want to go back to normal. We want to create a new rules of the workplace. So we'd love to hear your views on the new views of the workplace. We'll be talking about this at MPW Live uh on the eighth of March, but you know, we talked about it in the report, but we'd love your take on rewriting what does the new rule book look like. So please do get in touch. Connect at northernpowerwomen.com. Come,
0: we need to talk about those emails you get at ten o'clock at night and six o'clock in the morning and on a Saturday and on a sunday and and I'm in two minds about this because I think we are living in a time where more people than ever before are working remotely, when more people than ever before are working flexibly. And I do have someone who emails me quite a lot at random times of the day and night. I'm on a different time zone now from a lot of a lot of the people I work with, obviously. So that that means I'm kind of a bit used to getting emails at funny times of the day and night because I'm aware, well, okay, I might get something at 2 a.m., but it's perfectly reasonable time in the morning in the UK. Or I might send something to somebody at four o'clock in the afternoon here and be th- and think, oh, blimey, well, it's midnight for you. I hope you don't think I'm sending this at midnight. And so I think as we work across different time zones and working in a country that has lots of different time zones, I'm aware that people are perhaps a bit more used to it here. But it can be massively triggering when you're on a Sunday walk with your family and you get a WhatsApp or an email from a client going, hi, can you deal with this, this and this? And you think, oh, I'm on a walk. Oh, I can't have any time off. But to be fair, that person has got their own challenges. That person is perhaps working from home, caring for someone, looking after children, perhaps an elderly relative. And themselves. they are having to work flexibly. So one person who does email me at funny times of the day and night has as a footer on her email, I choose to work flexibly. This often means I work outside of regular office hours. Please do not feel the need to respond until convenient for you. And I think that actually really helps. I still do get the trigger when I get emails and texts and I think, ah, I can't switch off. But having something like that as a footer, I've actually found to be really, really helpful. What have you seen that's helpful?
2: I mean, that's really interesting. I'm going to cut and paste that because I'm guilty. I'm absolutely guilty. And it is really challenging. And it's not selfish saying, oh, I'm getting it off my plate, You're trying to go, well, I don't know when I'm going to be able to send that later. So I'm doing it now. So it's not too late and I'm not holding you up. Um, So uh, a few things that, um, so on Outlook, um, I use schedule. Mm -hmm. So you can schedule. So you're not sending it at whatever time. The other thing that I'm using more of is voice memo because uh, let's face it if you receive that you know sort of whatsapp or email at whatever time in the morning or 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 actually forget the time whatever situation whatever fire you've just put out on yeah you cannot feel the intention or the emotion behind the instruction or the information but on a voice memo at least someone knows oh She's not being shirty, or actually, oh god, she sounds a bit under pressure. I really want to help, or, or whatever it may be. And mm. yes, I am relating to me. Please, thank you, team, all of you um, <laughs> in advance. But it's it's sometimes it's like, oh crap, I've just remembered. I am I'm struggling with the sleeping again, and it's probably because of not turning off. But I will go and do a voice memo, and um, and the feedback I've had from my guys is that actually it does work because we can hear you, mm. and even if. Because uh, we can be ambiguous in text. And equally, if you've downloaded your head or your ideas or your craziness or whatever it is, I can keep replaying it till I understand what the hell you're on yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> so so clearly yeah. you need to go to communication course. But, but I think so. If, I think for me, the scheduling, the voice memo, I think are a, a couple of things that are really, really good. Because equally, you, if you're on the other end of that, you're not necessarily reading something. You can take a little walk, you know, around the block wherever and listen and think alright I can I can hear that in the in the cold out of day kind of thing so they would be my kind of top mm. tips but if you are on the receiving end manage up Um, I would all say as well I did it many years ago where I used to get emails at goodness knows whatever time in the early hours of a Sunday morning because um, I was working in the hospitality industry and before that person was logging off they were literally downloading clearly knackered end of shift blah 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 but came across a little bit short you know and, and so I remember saying I don't think you mean any of this. But it comes across as I'm working harder than you Mm. kind of thing. There's times that I think, oh, God, I bet that's how people are reading that or stuff like that. So I think you've just just got to be mindful before pressing send or do a voice memo. And then people, if they know that you're in a bit of distress, then they're going to jump in and help.
0: We'd love to hear your tips. What have you got for tips for either sending or receiving emails or messages in, quote, non-office hours? Not that any of us really work those hours anymore, but we'd really like to hear from you. Do get in touch. You can tweet us at NorthPowerWomen on social media, on Twitter. You can find us on LinkedIn, of course, as well, Northern Power Women, or do just drop us an email, podcast at podcast.northernpowerwomen.com because we'd just really love to hear. I think we should do a poll about this and talk about it next week, Simone. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Let's get to this week's life
2: lessons. Who we got? This has to be one of my favorite uh, life lessons in many respects. And do you know why? Because it's a bit different. I've never had so many quotable phrases in this. It's the wonderful Dr. Marilyn Comrie, OBE, the founder of the Black United Representation Network, director of the Blur Project. Oh, so many things that this woman is is, is doing, but equally Trailblazing at the moment, particularly across the Black Asian minority ethnic sort of board apprentice, getting more Black leaders, at Portland, just doing so much. Please read the show notes uh, about Marilyn because she's absolutely someone who is on a mission to make a change. Here's Marilyn's life lessons. My name is
1: Marilyn Comrie. I'm the Business Development Director of a social enterprise called The Blair Project, and also the CEO of the Manchester Innovation Activities Hub, which exists to rapidly upskill and reskill and retrain local residents and fast-track them into hard-to-fill occupations requiring specialist skills within Manchester Science Park. Now, question one, an important role model in my life, I would actually say that um, one of the great influences has been Greek mythology, and in particular, Jason, the story of Jason and the Argonauts who set sail into unknown waters, had to fight monsters and demons in order to get to the Golden Fleece. And as a result of getting the Golden Fleece, Jason's life was forever transformed. And that essentially is a story of human alchemy. So I love that. My other role model is the scientist Marie Curie, who um, discovered radium and polonium and also won two Nobel Prizes for um, science, as well as Nikola Tesla and uh, Albert Einstein. Uh, What's one piece of advice that's really stuck with me? Uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, and his words be like water and I think that's the recipe for success especially in this modern world that you have to be adaptable you have to learn to go with the flow you have to learn to leave behind your fears and embrace the unknown and enjoy the ride because as a life takes you where you're meant to be so don't cling on and hold on to your old life but be prepared to journey into your new one Uh, If you had a chance to change a decision in your career, what would it be? For me, I've learned through life that there are no mistakes and that everything happens for a reason. So there isn't anything in my career that I would like to change. Uh, And it flows quite nicely into the next question about mistakes and the lessons that I've learned. What I've learned is that mistakes are the, the best learning tool and device because you never forget your mistakes but they allow you to learn so much and it's a bit like fashioning and shaping you uh, for bigger and better things so I have no regrets about any career decision I've made and I don't have a problem with making mistakes because to make mistakes is to be human but also to be uh, fabulous as well.
0: The fabulous, fabulous Marilyn Comrie. Do you know what? I've never thought I would have a life lesson that included both Jason and the Argonauts and Bruce Lee. I mean, that gave me such, (laughs) such joy. I love that. Oh, I love it. And
2: I love the story of sailing off into the unknown, fighting monsters to win the Golden Fleece. I loved it. And even having the word alchemy. It's a story of human alchemy. I mean, I agree. I thought it was brilliant. Like Bruce Lee, be like water. I love it. Just so many. I've played it. I don't know how many times I've played that. And I just see it on, uh, as you would say, bumper stickers
0: oh yeah well I just looked up Nikola Tesla because he um, I I knew that he was the guy behind the Tesla coil obviously because he worked all in electricity and he was a massive pioneer but I thought I want to find out a bit more about him so I actually looked him up to find that even though he was born in Croatia and did all this scientific research he died at nearly 90 years old living in the New Yorker hotel and I thought that's the way to just finish off your twilight years in the New Yorker hotel in New York City What, what a dude so I love those has it got a roof terrace uh, it probably does yes yeah. I've never oh. been able to afford to go there so, but I'm sure <laughs> it probably does brilliant Uh, we'd love to hear your life lessons please we've got a bunch of new questions we can send your way all you need to do is drop us a quick email podcast at northernpowerwomen.com say I'm up for life lessons and we'll tell you exactly what to do and we cannot cannot wait to hear from you podcast at northernpowerwomen.com look before we head off into the sunset what have you been up to with your group
2: activities for for Northern Power Women team do you know what we talked last week about making sure everyone tries to get out in the daylight anyway yesterday uh, we scheduled a cook-along, and so Philly, one of the team, she's been doing it regularly, so we had Susie Flurry Uh, she's a a recipe writer for The Mindful Chef and yeah, she did a cook-along Fantastic. We did a Spanish theme all on Zoom. I've never known us all so quiet because we were all <laughs> concentrating and taking instructions. So, chorizo, we had prawns, we had padron peppers and patatas bravas. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Although a tiny bit awkward, Javi's in the team. We're doing a Spanish recipe for a Spanish guy. No pressure. But Susie totally nailed it. So, great. It was just a great 52 minutes. Daylight hours, cooking, producing, eating, then ready for a nap. That sounds the dream. Get involved with that. Next time I'll dial in from Arizona.
0: Fabulous stuff. Uh, Right, listen, thank you so, so much for listening to the Northern Power Women podcast. Uh, As ever, we'd love to hear from you. Do tell your friends about it as well if you think they'd enjoy the podcast. It's always great to get a bit of a personal referral. But podcast at northernpowerwomen.com is where you can get in touch with anything you'd like us to talk about, any ideas, whether you can do a life lesson. Or maybe a great recipe for Patatas Bravas. We just don't mind. (laughs) But thank you so, so much for listening. I'm Sam Walker. She's Simone Roche. The next episode is coming your way. I can't bear this. Monday, March the 1st. Good grief. Until then, the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production.